0: This is Hemant. And Jessica. Uh, we're here for the Friendly Atheist <laughs> podcast. And it's Friday night as we're recording this, and there was just a lot we wanted to get off of our chests. Uh-huh. uh Because, believe it or not, stuff happens in the news that's kind of annoying. So and much stuff. So, uh, the one we wanted to start off with, and who knows, this will probably take the entire time we're going to talk... <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this Mike Pence thing that happened this week.
1: <laughs> oh, my. You know, I haven't I have opinions on it. Do
0: you? Um, I, I have them too. Okay, okay. so let's, in case people don't know what we're talking about, here's the background of why this even became a story. Uh, yeah. A couple of days ago, the Washington Post, uh, Ashley Parker, the journalist mm-hmm. there, posted an article all about Karen Pence, Mike Pence's wife, and basically Who's what her role is.
1: out of the spotlight. She's, She's totally out of the spotlight. Not yeah.
0: Which is why the article was interesting because sure. it's saying she really does play a role behind the scenes, prayer especially warrior. as a prayer warrior, someone who is Mike Pence's right hand woman, kind mm-hmm. of. And so, which makes sense. She's yeah. his wife.
1: His um, sort of moral compass, he kind of disca- yes. described her as.
0: And at one point, and this is not news. I mean, if no. you follow anything about the Pences, you know they're hardcore evangelical Christians mm-hmm. now. And she's a big part of that. And whatever. that That's fine. No, like that in itself, shouldn't it's be a big deal. No. Um, but I'm going to read you the one part of the article that got so much attention. Mm-hmm. And it was actually quoting something that was in the news, like,
1: years ago, more right?
0: than a decade ago. Yeah. In 2002, Mike Pence told The Hill that he never eats alone with a woman other than his wife and that he won't attend events featuring alcohol without her by his side either. So... And by the way, if you could hear a baby in the background, hi, we're doing this in my house. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> kidnapped a baby. Everybody send help.
0: I'm sure she'll figure out what she's doing. <laughs> anyway, so the idea here is that Mike Pence can't... Basically, there's a rule. He cannot eat dinner mm-hmm. or lunch or whatever mm-hmm. with a woman that's not his wife mm-hmm. because as the thinking in evangelical circles often goes, then you would be tempted. That's mm-hmm. the first step to an affair. That's why you can't do that. And that's why he doesn't want to be... Uh, at events with alcohol without his wife nearby either. And if I can add one thing to that, uh-huh. it's that the this is not a new concept in evangelical no. circles. This no, no, is no. actually going back to something... Uh, Reverend Billy Graham Billy used Graham. to do.
1: It's called who, the Billy Graham. It's rule, called right? the Billy
0: Graham rule now, basically. And I, I could have the story wrong, but my understanding of it is when he was kind of at the peak of his career, uh-huh. according to Billy Graham, he went to his hotel room, and there was basically a naked woman sprawled on the bed who basically was there to get Billy Graham in a compromised position, like, oh, you're in a hotel room with a naked woman. That way she could expose the scandal and basically take him down or blackmail him and get money. And Billy Graham, so he says, like, he left the room. He made sure someone knew about it. He didn't want that to ever take him down because he wasn't going to act on that or anything. And so he basically instituted this rule for himself and people in his ministry saying, I don't want to be around other women uh, other women, by ourselves um because that could be a compromising thing. So anyway, that's kind of where this comes from.
1: <laughs>
0: and then all the hell all hell
1: broke loose. Yeah, there's oh my god, there's so much to unpack here. Um and
0: why is this a big deal? Oh. Because I here's the criticism I would see from conservatives, which is one criticism anyway, which is it's him and his wife. They have this rule for themselves. Right. It's their marriage. You don't have to like it. Who cares?
1: Uh well. I think the the biggest problem I see with this... I mean, no, not the biggest. There's all of the problems. The thing that kind of sticks with me the most is this idea... Because th- him saying this and him abiding by this rule, whether he still does or ever did, it means explicitly he does not have any women friends. He doesn't have any women whom he considers peers. He doesn't have any... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Colleague, uh, colleague, or thank anything That's like what that. I was for. That means he is utterly devoid of the voice of any women in his life outside of a context that is social. religious
0: within his religious family or just with his social. wife.
1: Like okay, yeah, me, like you know, you know, us and our spouses going out to dinner is a different thing than if you and I get dinner talking about like this podcast or whatever. Right. It's a different context. Um, and so I find it extro-
0: so he's always in his bubble then he's because what bubble. else are you going to talk about right. if the only people you associate with are like family members right. or and,
1: and I find it extro- or men I find it really really alarming that he doesn't have any peers who are women. Um,
0: Who are close enough that he would actually, yeah. dare to have drinks with them or food with
1: them, right? Um, and the I'm, Onion
0: article about this said, you know, <laughs> Mike Pence, yeah, Mike Pence tells waiter, please remove like Mrs. Butterworth from my table until my wife arrives, right?
1: <laughs> um, and I just, I, I I'm just totally find, butchering that headline. No, nah, I mean you nailed <laughs> it. I just find it so um, deeply unsettling that in 2017. This is a conversation that is having of it's not even the like 1980s trope of like can men and women be friends it's can men and women be al- not even alone together sorry <laughs> i went really It's long not ago. like they're yeah, in a
0: hotel room no yeah, they're like
1: <laughs> in a restaurant So that's just a thing that i find just deeply appalling so this and, is, and and hurtful frankly This is one
0: issue which is that if he can't even meet alone with women, what incentive is there to hire women in high positions? Because Joe Biden met with Hillary Clinton for lunch often as Secretary of State and uh Vice President.
1: Yeah, and Did they
0: not even look at women then for those positions because Mike Pence would never be able to meet with them? I mean, that's something that I want to know then. Well,
1: and it's also kind of a cart horse thing. Like, does he not want to be alone with women because he's very infrequently alone with women, and so if he is alone with a woman, he thinks that there is impropriety there or suspicions thereof. Or, I don't know, like, is he just so, is he so fucking wrapped up in his own little bubble that he really doesn't see that as a problem? I think that is kind of the crux of it for me, is that I don't, not only do... He thinks
0: that what he's doing is totally normal. Not
1: even normal, but noble. Yeah. And then, on top of that, and there's... Again, we're just—I think we're just going to bust through all the layers here because yeah. this—the next thing is the um, conservative blogger Matt Walsh. I want to say, his yeah, name Matt is. Walsh okay. basically
0: said, "What reason would you ever have right. to go out with a woman who's not your wife?"
1: Okay, Hammond, can you think of a reason that well. you would have to be alone <laughs> in a room with a woman? Let's. Oh, let's I, have mm-hmm. I have colleagues, I have
0: friends who are women, I have. Business, uh, so if you want to call this a business thing, I have b- a business venture, or whatever. Yeah,
1: we, with <laughs> this is a very I profitable mean, business <laughs> venture. <laughs> but so the idea—that's the idea.
0: I have college friends who are women. I go out with them all the time yeah. to have lunch or whatever or dinner occasionally. You know why? Mm-hmm. It's nice to catch up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And my wife and I didn't go to the same college. They don't like. It's not the same type of relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're going to bring everyone along. But again, it's because. I had no problem making friends with women in different stages of my life, in different parts of my life. Yeah. And when I go out with them, it's because I want to talk shop or I want to catch up on yeah. each other's lives and yeah, stuff. You have
1: a relationship that, spoiler alert, is not sexual. Right. I can't believe... Hemant, you're so brave. You've managed <laughs> to be friends with so many women without yeah. banging any of it's just like ugh, it's like <laughs> I noble, don't know, it's noble <laughs> it's and it's noble I'm and it's every description of,
0: of me in high school. There you go. <laughs> um,
1: so so the fact that but that you're Matt up- Walsh's of the world asked that question <laughs> is like, are you fucking like that, that means that means I'm not I know you yeah. want to talk, that means that Matt Walsh, whether he's being glib or whatever, he has never like had dinner with a female friend or right. hung out with a female friend, and I find that to be appalling
0: yeah by I, himself
1: but yeah, I, you know. I just find that to be so disgusting and so like siloing of yeah. the sexes and then and, and it's one thing pe- if
0: it's one thing if Matt Walsh does that because. Who the hell cares what Matt Walsh does in but his private him life? But for But for the vice president I, oh, okay, yeah. to say, I'm not going to do this because it's my religion. And there was a lot of people saying, you know, if Keith Ellison, the Muslim Democratic leader yes, said, another, I don't meet with women because I'm a Muslim and it would go against my religion. The conservatives goddamn would minds. go crazy. Goddamn but when it's an evangelical Christian, it's like, oh, it's him. Let him don't be mad at him. It's noble. Right. Like it, you said.
1: Yeah, I, uh, and I, there's a really interesting piece, and we'll, we'll put it in the notes if I, um, yeah. if I find it, but it's just about how the, I, all those photo. so recently there was that photo op of, um, the men deciding on women's health, and it's all white guys in suits, and someone's like, oh, Kellyanne Conway is just <laughs> off camera, like, I don't give a shit, um. And somebody, ta- uh, an article, God, I, I can pull it up in a second, but um, they talked about how it's not, it's a tactic. It's not this, it's not bad PR. It's not a gap. This is all it part is, of a strategy to yeah. do what? Well, the, the sort of thrust of the article was that uh, Trump very much ran on a campaign of, you know, the Make America Great Again, I think, is a very slightly coded Make White Men Great Again. Mm-hmm. Um, white men because Democrats
0: are accused of playing identity politics. They care about minorities and and LGBTQ people, but not white guys.
1: Right. Um, So I, what I'm, what I read was it's a tactic of making sure that we understand that white men are back in power where they belong you know, dad has the reins back or whatever. (laughs) And
0: no woman's even getting a seat at this table unless like a token here and there.
1: Yeah, and it's a very, um, this person supposes that it's a very uh, purposeful thing that they're doing, that they want to show the GOP that, like, look, at we white guys got it. We're <laughs> back. We're back in power. Sorry you had to look at a black guy for eight years. That must have been rough for <laughs> and you. And look at
0: them breaking everything. <laughs> right. Um, but, okay, again, going back to the the issue at hand here, it's yeah. the fact that he's vice president. I don't care what he does in his private life, yeah. but what does it say when the vice president's like, it I'm means, not meeting with women by it themselves? It says
1: that he doesn't care about women. It says that he is a misogynist of the highest order. It means that he does not see women as peers, Or people whose thoughts and opinions are worth hearing. It means that he thinks women are either temptation or his wife. So let's talk about mother wife, which I've taken to calling her because she calls him. She calls her mother deeply Um, uncomfortable. Let me go
0: back to what you're saying right now because um, I think the pushback from conservatives would be he is not saying they are unequal or unworthy or whatever. Um, he just doesn't want to be alone in private with them. He's fine with meeting them in a, uh, some public space or whatever. So, but what does it say? Uh, who's What is he saying about the women he might meet with alone? Mm-hmm. That they're going to jump him? I don't that think that's they're it. Gonna, I think it's
1: the opposite. I think that it's he's about. he's going to do something. Like you have so little self control that you right. can't be in a, in a room alone with like. Angela Merkel and keep <laughs> it in your fucking <laughs> pants for a minute. Right. What does like, it say about my pants? What is going he on saying? right here. It's it's fucking disgusting and it is it is beyond it's just so far beyond anything I can imagine like a human being in 2017 saying that being alone in a room with a woman is inappropriate. Like that's because so
0: I can't fucking, control myself, can't or control she my can't dick. control herself. Those are the only two options.
1: It's fucking. That's disgusting. Insane. It's appalling, and I'm mad about it. And I'm gonna be <laughs> mad for a real long time. Um,
0: Gia Tolentino, I hope I'm getting the name right for the New Yorker, had a really interesting way of uh, summarizing this whole thing, which is that you know, for a long time we've said that Donald Trump and Mike Pence they uh-huh. are kind of opposites in a lot of ways, uh-huh. right? Because uh-huh. he's the Braggart, he's, Mike Pence is the quiet guy, whatever, behind the scenes. But on this issue, they're actually really, really similar because they both have problems with self-control. The difference oh. is Donald Trump will grab their pussies, and Mike Pence is so afraid he's going to grab their pussies that he just doesn't want to be alone with them.
1: Wow. That's actually... That's incri- That's really, really interesting, because my thought was, like, they're so... De- like, how does a man who is who's so... Appreciate like who's whatever his morals are so high that he can't be in a room alone with a woman. And Donald Trump, who has no morals, more or less, himself to a man who has bragged about sexual assault. Like how how does he over how how does he block those two things?
0: And this is not news for anyone who's been in evangelical circles for a while. Uh, There was a story uh, that I heard years ago um, of someone who said he was speaking at a conference or Uh something. He was speaking at a church. He went to the airport and the person picking him up was a woman. Um, I hope I'm getting the story right. And he didn't want to get in the car. She was his ride to the event and he wouldn't do it. Um, and there's another one that I don't know how urban legendy it is, (laughs) but it's that, um, they were like at some summer camp, Bible camp sort of thing. Um, And they needed to get back to the mainland for some reason from the summer camp. Uh But it was basically the camp director who was a guy and his associate who was a girl. He would not drive with her to the mainland to get whatever they needed. So the options were he drives by himself and leaves the woman there by herself, which is probably not safe. Uh, you know, given the circumstances, mm-hmm. or he had to wait for like another guy to come by, so they had a chaperone or something like that.
1: They're two adults. <laughs> you know, that's making me think of is, you know the riddle when like the farmer has a bag of corn and a chicken and a fox, and he can how only do you fill carry it,
0: it across <laughs> the river? But. I was literally doing that. Like,
1: okay, well he can bring the guy across and then go back.
0: <laughs> it, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable because when you think about Mike Pence, it's saying he he could not meet alone with people who he has to discuss important national business with, Mm -hmm. unless it's like, I mean, not in secret, not in private. Yeah, Like he has to do it in public somewhere or the wife has to be at his side, I guess. I
1: I just think just in, in my life working in, you know, just corporate America of how many times a day do I go into a man's office and close the door? Right. And imagine if every time I did that, it was like, uh, thing and i work in marketing like i have a pretty low stakes job <laughs> if that's the case like i'm just if my job was in the white house and ev- my boss was mike pence and every time i went in there he's like whoa, whoa, whoa leave the door open bring a <laughs> chaperone we need to put cameras in here because right. i need to make sure i can keep it in my pants like <laughs> what kind of disruption of your life is it's just so like implausibly impractical yeah that it just it it is i i posted it um and it's Yesterday, not- I like tweeted about it, saying oh, like th- it's very clear that he does not have any female peers. That's what this means. And at least four people commented, like, "Oh, I thought this was an Onion article because <laughs> it's so it's bordering on self parody. Right? It's 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 utterly bonker. It's just uh, yeah yeah. I don't. Ugh.
0: It's frustrating and it's it's kind of infuriating. And again, if it was just some, ra- it was Mike Pence the citizen. I don't care. But it's the vice president. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's the things I kind,
0: Usually I kind of the, still
1: would care. It, it does bother me because I heard from um, a couple of friends who grew up in that sort of an evangelical yeah. movement. They said, oh, yeah, no, that's how shit is. Like, women aren't allowed. To, it's just...
0: It treats women as sexual objects. It treats men as people with no self-control. Nobody comes saying.
1: out looking good in this scenario. Yeah. Like, women are all sluts, and men have zero self-control. <laughs> and, and you like, can't
0: have a platonic relationship with right. anybody of the opposite sex. Right. It's just... Yeah. I and uh, I heard one comment, like, it's a good thing he's not gay. Otherwise, he couldn't have this job, apparently. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> or maybe that's the best-case scenario, because he would have to staff the White House with all women. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, I like that. Let's run with that. <laughs> if only Mike there, Pence were is gay. Is there opposite gay conversion therapy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if only he hypnotizes himself, gives himself a little electrical shock, uh, then we'll yeah. we'll be good. Um,
1: yeah, it. I just find it to be, honestly, I know I'm kind of repeating myself at this point, but I find it so appalling. I find it appalling and just demeaning in a very personal way
0: yeah there was a writer uh, jill filipovic who said you know powerful men i'm quoting here powerful men who will meet one-on-one with men but not women hurt women's careers that's not moral or normal
1: mm-hmm. there's somebody else who said a, something similar but it was more it was to the effect of if a woman had a policy that she can't be alone <laughs> in a room with men, she wouldn't have meetings. Right. Like what a fucking privilege it is that you have surrounded yourself by men who like, by people who look and act just like you. Yeah. And if you, Hillary
0: Clinton said it, what would Mike Pence be saying about her? You know? Whoa, as,
1: yeah. I mean, it like that, just putting that fine a point on it of like literally if somebody else was in the white house and had the exact same philosophy, people would lose their goddamn minds. Yeah. I just find it in, like, the the Matt Walsh thing really stuck in my craw, too, of, like, (laughs) really you can't think of a single reason that... He said,
0: what's the appropriate reason for a married person to go out for a meal alone with a member of the opposite sex other than family?
1: We went to Chipotle a couple weeks ago. I know. (laughs) uh, Was that an... I'm sorry. Courtney, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um... One other thing is, what does it say about—and again, I don't care about their private lives, but what does it say about Mike Pence's marriage or any other—Matt Walsh's marriage? Because you would think a marriage is always centered around trust and mm-hmm. mutual respect, and you could handle the guy going out for dinner or having a business meeting with a woman.
1: I, I do wonder—
0: Is that a fair criticism that's like— that it's fair to judge their marriage, that you don't have even this trust that you could do it. But Mike Pence would say, no, she trusts me to do it. I don't trust myself, I I think that's the thing is,
1: I guess, where, and we can never know, but where is the pressure for that rule coming from? Like, Mm -hmm. was it a sincerely mutual decision made by two, you know, grown adults who sought it through? Unlikely, but maybe. But, or... Is it his wife saying, no, you can't be alone in a room with a woman? Or is it Mike Pence being like, sweetie, I can't do it? And she was like, okay, whatever. And he's <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do it. And right. I, don't, and I, I don't, don't know who's the impetus I don't know. for the role. Um, yeah. I, just, I just know it, it's just the the height, the very height of privilege. Yeah, we're say, like a step
0: away from Mike Pence saying, I will meet with you, but put on this burqa. <laughs> and then we can... There's the other... Like just <laughs> the whole, how far the, do we take the this? The
1: parallels to, to Islam that they... Okay, real quick sidebar. If I hear... I I don't need to hear men say, oh, women in America are complaining about their rights. There are women in Saudi Arabia who X, Y, Z. Like, they give two fucking shits about women in (laughs) Saudi Arabia. I might have said that before, but it still makes me mad. Um, But it's just... It's so hypocritical of men being like, oh, Islam doesn't respect women. Like, as if your white Christian ass respects women (laughs) at all. Right. Women, again... Either mothers or sexual objects, and, and this is not new in, in a betre- lot of religious circles. No, yes. it's very old. And it, those are the we two see it, by the way, in to
0: uh, sex education too, with like a cr- quote unquote Christian sex education, oh, where Jesus. you know uh, the implication, even even if they don't say it, is that if you're a guy and you've had sex, like you could, uh, you shouldn't do it. Whatever, uh, you should wait until marriage at this point forward. Right. But if you're a woman, if you're a girl who's had sex or done anything sexual, like you're basically considered a slut. I mean, that's not just Christian. I know that's basically a universal thing. But hierarchy. Yeah, it, it's, it's that thing. double standard, though. It's mm-hmm. uh, one response to the Matt Walsh question of, you know, what's the appropriate reason for a married person to have dinner with someone of the opposite Any? sex? The same reason you would have dinner with a person of the same sex. Yeah. That's the answer. I
1: can't... Yeah, yeah, no, it's... It's just really frustrating, and, and it feels... Like we've regressed so hard in the last six months, doesn't it? It
0: yes, I'm in just, so many ways. I'm
1: just really tired <laughs> of having to defend like what I think should be common sense. Like, yeah, if y- I,
0: I think that's why this was such a big deal. Again, this article, mm-hmm. the the thing they oh, were quoting you. was from 2002,
1: and he hasn't commented on it since, has he? Uh,
0: no, I don't think he's commented on it, and I don't think I mean, and it wasn't even like the of the story the story was about karen pence this was a little tangential and
1: people grabbed it and note it. And yeah
0: they grabbed it out of there and ran with it um i think it's just interesting because when i heard that i'm like that's not news that's i've right. come to expect that from certain types of evangelicals i've heard that story before sure. but i think for a lot of people you it didn't like a you thought we moment. were gone with that like that's such a fringe mm-hmm. idea but no, it's it's pretty well in the mainstream. Jezebel, that uh, the website had a great question that they just that was their headline of their story, which which is basically uh, they <laughs> at, they crowdsourced the question: Have you ever dined with a member of the gender you are romantically interested in who was not your spouse? If so, did you fuck them? <laughs> a lot of yeses followed by noes. As one commenter, (laughs) I thought
1: Jezebel did something about, like, what the fuck does Mike Pence think happens at dinner?
0: (laughs) What does he do at Chipotle? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, oh god, the whole (laughs) thing. I mean, okay, like the dinner thing we've stuck on for a long thing because it deserves to be talked about, it's fucking bonkers. But he won't be at an event where alcohol is served without his wife. So, so yeah. Say hypothetically, he's like you know not in the United States, and his wife is in the United States, or he's in a different part of the country, and he goes to a reception in his right. honor where they because it's not whether he so he's in alcohol. Russia, right?
0: Yeah, they're and they're vodka, throwing a party for
1: him. Warm, warm <laughs> vodka? Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, somebody's throwing a party in his honor. His wife.
0: Is not there. Cannot
1: attend or does not attend. Because it's not about whether he's drinking or not, from my understanding, and I could be reading it wrong. It is if there is alcohol present.
0: Yeah, if there's alcohol present, because who knows what will happen.
1: Yeah, so he should never come to my house because there's just wine flowing constantly. (laughs) I've really set myself up to be a wino on this podcast. (laughs) We
0: don't have a box of wine today. I miss it. Um, As one commenter on my side put it... uh, even if you go outside, uh, outside all the reasons we're offering, mm-hmm. another reason Mike Pence may not want to meet with a woman privately is that it, it's appearances. What will other people think of you, or think of you, your relationship with whoever it is you're meeting with, they
1: think if you're, you're meeting a alone, human person, right? And like, that's you- the thing. <laughs> I,
0: if I knew, oh, he's meeting with a woman for some business government reason. Yeah, okay. That's that's what it is. I'm done thinking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: but only okay. in those types of circles, this evangelical circle where everything boils down to sex, is it oh, the it's a man and a woman meeting and they're not married? Like, you can't... That's why they don't even want people dating without a chaperone. Yeah. Or, you and know... It's,
1: and it's such a childish view of the yes. world. Like, I remember when I was, li- like, li- like kindergarten, I would, like, hear a man and woman DJ on the radio and be like, oh, I bet they were smooching because I was an idiot and I was six. Right. But, like, the idea that a man and woman can't be in proximity to each other... Like, I mean, you and I have spent the bulk of our time together, like, locked in a room.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> and just the... Like anybody who would listen to us, this show and be like, "Oh, they're definitely fucking off." <laughs> Mike is so like at Chipotle, so, no less at Chipotle. Yes, I'm at Chipotle in a minute, but like, it's so far <laughs> to, far afield from reality, right? That it's it's la- it's laughable. It but, is laughable, for, for this, us
0: because we know this is like, why? Why is this weird? It's not weird. We do this all the time, and, further, no, and we know too many people who do this sort of thing all yeah, the time. And
1: further. Nobody who's listening is like, "Oh shit, are they alone together? How? I can't believe. Like, is Courtney just upstairs? Like, I don't understand. Because just taking it out to its logical conclusion is utter insanity. Right? It is just—it's unimaginable. Yeah,
0: it's frustrating. Okay, I think we've killed this entire story. I don't know what else there is. Uh, Way too long, but (laughs) it is amusing for Mike Pence to. Totally judge gay people for their that's what he's known for, right? Judging yes. gay people left I mean, he's and known right, for being a prick uh, that too. But you know, saying gay people can't get married, fighting for that in his home state, making sure gay people are discriminated mm-hmm. against. But the second people start judging his marriage, it's like now that's unfair, that's out of bounds for some reason. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's move on to a different story. Okay, um, I'm trying to think which one I like the most. Since we're on the subject of women, let me go to this one, which is. <laughs> Um, there are some uh, sects, with a C. Sects. <laughs> yes. Uh, of ultra-Orthodox Jews who cannot handle women, like, on posters and billboards and stuff in their communities. So in some cases, they have their newspapers yeah. in these ultra-Orthodox areas. They showed a picture of, like, the famous uh, Bin, Laden Bin Laden raid. Bin Laden picture. The one they... with Obama sitting down and Hillary Clinton's there. And, and they, they photoshopped her out. Her out. Yeah. And there was another one with world leaders mm-hmm. from across the world. World, And they had Angela Merkel. And they had uh, a couple other people also photoshopped out of the picture. They just weren't there. And it's appalling to see, like, what, you're, you're distorting reality. Yeah. Like, that's just, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. They were there. You can't just pretend like they weren't. But the <laughs> kicker came this week when a poster for the Smurfs movie went up in Israel in an ultra orthodox part of israel uh-huh. and they cropped out smurfette no because you can't have her on the poster Are you because the onion again? This nope
1: it's the onion it's the onion all
0: real because i guess again if you see smurfette on the billboard you can't keep it in your pants that's the theme of this whole pod that's the title
1: Aww. of the
0: podcast do
1: we title our podcast no Aww. but this we one's going to be called
0: keep it in your pants
1: <laughs> keep it in your pants pants <laughs> It's a little wordplay.
0: Yes, keep it in your pants. <laughs> um,
1: God damn it! You, ha! You won up. To but me that's again, the thing. Meta. The the
0: what are they trying to accomplish by doing this? What are
1: th- so? It's <laughs> so you know when you get rage fatigue when you're like mm, I can't go be on. angry about this anymore for
0: because for some
1: reason so like the Mike Pence thing makes me insane. Yes, and I hear something like this and I just I go blank. I just, can't. it's so unjustifiable and so absurd and so, like, how, it's, it's, it's tr- its 2017. <laughs> it is 2017. These are the
0: same people, by the way, ultra-Orthodox Jews, These, uh-huh. this particular group of them, uh-huh. uh, these are the men who say, I'm flying on an airplane, but if a woman is sitting next to me, I cannot Allowed that i can't sit next to her she needs to move her seat they have asked for that
1: yeah and have been granted it i believe and in some
0: cases been granted it why because i guess incidentally they you're can't touching someone in their pants. yeah well they're like well i can incident accidentally touch her side when i move my arm because that's sexual drive
1: to connecticut
0: <laughs> <laughs> right i'm thinking like i was on a plane earlier today like with a layover so i did it twice today today I'm very tired right now, and so I'm like, I sat next to two people. You know what? My we did. It was like a hey, nice, like whatever. Acknowledge that you exist. Um, I'm gonna go to sleep now. That's more than I do. I I pretend they're not there. Yeah, and just we're I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are, and we're not. I'm just out. But it's like that's all you do on a plane if it's early in the morning or something. And in this case they're just can't. like
1: in general, guys, don't talk to the people around you on flights. They don't like it. <laughs> right. PSA. Yeah,
0: and no one's asking you to do anything. You don't even have to touch them, but just ju- you have to sit because they just have to be near you. Here's or something.
1: the thing though. If you have these weird ass issues with women just being corporeal near you yeah then that is your goddamn right problem. that's your problem you can't march onto a commercial flight and be like hey can we just sort of tornado this thing and <laughs> maybe we'll land yeah. how go buy two me?
0: seats if you have to so that no one sits next to you that's it's, how you handle that it's
1: f- i i mean it, it's just it's fucking it, i can't
0: uh. it's the same group of people um to quote one of the commenters on my site taurios i hope i'm pronouncing that right mm. i guess the old saying is correct once you go blue you can't be a jew so some had to be cropped out of the painting mm. <laughs> Which is okay. weird. Here's the thing: they're gonna play the movie, though. The reason the poster is there is because the Smurfs yeah, movie do they do, is coming there. How do they they're watch gonna. Movies? They're. I guess they're okay with watching movie the movie with Smurfette, but it's the billboard, just, it's the just advertisement. Pictures that
1: are the issue. No, because I, you're I, trying
0: to get me to explain religious logic. No, and I, I can't you're do right. it. No, but there was. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough.
1: But I wrote, years ago I wrote a thing for the website that. <laughs> Hasidic Jews in New York, I want to say. Yes, invented, there is a
0: enclave of. Uh, well, they
1: invented like, like glasses with either blinders on them, like a horse would wear, or something <laughs> going on, so they couldn't accidentally see a woman.
0: That sounds about right. I've I not heard that story, but well, you have because would,
1: I wrote about it. Hemant, I'm sure. I'm years sure ago. it's somewhere
0: on the site. I don't read my site. It's all right.
1: You, I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually. Really quick. Yeah. Can I just do a quick um, something's sort of been irking me and I kinda wanna get it off my chest. Please. It's not about you, I'm not mad at you. Um so so this I love, love, love doing this podcast. It's one of my favorite things that we do. I enjoy chatting with you. I love interviewing. I'm waiting legal. for the butt. Um I've been it's been kind of disheartening that I have been getting feedback about the way I sound.
0: <laughs> Who's giving you that feedback?
1: The internet. Oh yeah. Well, and I understand the don't read the comments thing, yeah. but I just, I interviewed my, my friend, Ann. Um, yes. That went up last week. Yeah. And she is one of the smartest people I know and a very close friend of mine. And I got, not a single piece of feedback that we sounded like... Basically, we sounded too girly. (laughs) I love the
0: idea of someone listening to that Uh interview Uh and saying... I have a thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send it over. And I'm going to go ahead
1: and share that. Right. Let's see if Jess can just change her voice a <laughs> little bit for my listening ears for this free podcast. So um, so to, to those... We're
0: brought to you today by nobody. By literally Again.
1: nobody <laughs> as per usual. This is literally a thing we do for fun. It is. We don't make <laughs> We it anger bad.
0: ourselves for a little <laughs> while by talking about Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, Then we go to Chipotle and bang on the tables, Uh and then we go home. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, So I guess to the people who have a problem with the way my voice sounds to them, (laughs) like, go jump up your own ass.
0: Yes. I'm not
1: going to change the way (laughs) I talk. And even if I do have an annoying voice, even if I sound like a 13-year-old girl that doesn't make what I have to say invalid (laughs) or wrong sorry you have to deal with the fact that my voice is slightly higher pitched than Hammonds. I'm sure that's inconvenient for you.
0: I'll work on that and myself. And I'm
1: keeping you in my prayers. <laughs> but you can jump up my ass. By the way,
0: the same thing happens for what it's worth on YouTube where they'll comment on mm-hmm. the, the sound, the look, like, oh, what are you? your glasses today? Or <laughs> uh, my favorite, because um, I've made fun of this with my wife, it's Dem eyebrows. Oh. <laughs>
1: damn eyebrows no that was hilarious what's wrong with your eyebrows i
0: apparently everything says that commenter
1: they're literally the most regular eyebrows (laughs) i've ever seen
0: i don't know but But it's the thing this is happens with it doesn't matter what you do if you're a writer they're going to criticize your writing Mm -hmm. if you're a podcaster they'll criticize your voice and
1: it's definitely a thing that because i listen to a lot of podcasts myself and it's definitely a thing i've heard time and time again by female podcasters who somebody writes in and says i don't like the way you sound. You sound like a valley girl. You sound like this. You're too chatty or too whatever. Um, I just hope people kind of look in the mirror and think that like Two women bullshitting is no different than two men bullshitting. We just sound slightly different and sorry. Like, I'm, it's just, it's honestly a thing that happened early in the week and has really, like, kind of gotten under my skin and it bummed me the fuck out because I like doing this so much. Yeah. And And then it
0: makes you self conscious at times. It makes me very self
1: conscious. I will keep yelling and swearing in this microphone. I don't care. I get a lot
0: of compliments for you swearing, by the way, which is funny to me. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Because I think you vent out a lot of people's anger and... I, my emotional range is very limited. Yeah. And so they're like, yes. I'm like yes. Id. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and they're like, yes, that is how I feel.
1: You know what I did notice? I've started doing this because I laugh so loudly. In real life, when I laugh, I turn my head because whenever I laugh really loud, I turn from the microphone so I don't deafen our listeners. And I was talking to somebody, and every time I laughed, I would like turn my head. <laughs> it's just this weird habit I've gotten into. That is into. awesome. Anyway, I know there's a sidebar, but it's just something that, that bummed me out. And I'm curious if, um, if there are other women who've gotten similar feedback, because I'd, I'd like to hear about it. I think yeah, it's something let us that, know. That's worth worth talking about.
0: I, I've definitely, as as a speech coach, yeah, I have definitely heard that mm-hmm. from a lot of my uh, my students.
1: Yeah, okay. The, the female ones. So, um, next. let me go to one
0: more story uh, or another one. <laughs> uh, there was a one hundred nine year old woman living in Rockford, Illinois, western side of the state. Uh, her she was staying with her granddaughter. Her electrical uh, blanket caught on fire oh, shit. um scary scary yeah. and thankfully the okay. uh, granddaughter's husband had just recently replaced the batteries and the smoke alarms oh. so the fire alarms uh in their house smoke alarms went off
1: wait can i guess what's about to happen
0: uh hold the thought okay. for a second um so everything was fine uh, she uh, got burned a little bit but she was fine okay. uh like she got whatever treatment she needed um where am i going with this story
1: is there a chance? Yes, that she yes. maybe uh, yes. instead of thanking her son-in-law or the smoke detectors, um, and in dis- in spite of the fact that God started the fire, super gave credit for God for rescuing her.
0: How did you know? Oh my
1: God! Psychics are real. This
0: is the actual uh, uh, par- uh sentence or two from the newspaper article about this. Uh, she said there are two reasons she was able to escape with. Without more serious injuries, the more. first God.
1: A number one. The second Uh-oh.
0: working smoke detectors in the home. Now, which,
1: in her defense, <laughs> God invented smoke detectors. So and check like you, and you said, fire.
0: And fire. Um, which is okay. So here is the thing. So I posted about this. Yeah. I had the exact same reaction. Which is, come on. Thank your grandson. Thank the paramedics who came by. Thank bummer. the smoke detectors, whatever. But if you're going to thank God for saving you, you got to blame God for the fire or the yeah. electrical blanket, whatever. People got mad at at me well. because I'm picking on an old woman. She's 109. Shut the fuck up. Let her go. Like, eh. and this is what I don't get. I It is irrelevant to me. Her age or the situation, because we see this with people who get in car accidents mm-hmm. and they thank God that everything's okay afterward, or they, oh, uh, maybe someone died yeah, in the accident, four but people they died, were and I alive. Survived. Praise Jesus. Yeah, praise Jesus. Who didn't care about those other people who were in a Christian, they didn't pray enough. like church or something. But you that's the thing. Did. No one has any problem when you point out the hypocrisy or the illogical part of mm-hmm. that. But for some reason, because the victim in this case yeah. was an older woman somehow this became an unfair thing to pick on. And I just don't get that logic. It's an illogical thing to do. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter who did it. It's fair game. You
1: know what it reminds me of is how everybody has a racist grandparent. (laughs) In what way? Well, just, you know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your grandpa says something that's problematic and it's like... All right, he's 87 years old. You'll let it slide. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's that kind of thing. And I I have mixed feelings about that because, on the one hand, like, I don't know. Are you going to change? I don't know what I think about this. Because I know if it was my grandmother, I wouldn't say shit. Oh, I wouldn't.
0: Different story if it's my own family or something. Yeah. But again, if this happened to a 36 year old woman right. or 36 year old man for that matter i don't think anyone would have any problem with me pointing out that this is a weird what? thing to say yeah the fact that she's old I does not just change people, the issue
1: people believe for better or for worse that the elderly deserve our respect for being elderly yeah um and i'm not disrespecting
0: her i didn't i it's i'm i'm so glad she's okay yeah I, like, this is a tangential thing. It's just worth pointing out. Yeah. Because a lot of times people will give credit to God for things that God does not deserve any credit for.
1: I would argue anything.
0: Pretty much anything. <laughs> like, um, And in this particular case, when it's so obvious that right. the grandson or the smoke detectors deserve some yeah. credit here... They're not the second ones on the priority list. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just one of those things I can't really get my hackles up either like, way. Like, yeah. I don't at what that point? You so think I guess God, the bigger and question here. I don't here. care that you're
0: the bigger question here. At at what point do you let something slide? Is it oh, if it's a family member? It is uh, when you
1: turn sixty-seven, 60, then, then, you- <laughs> um, then you can no longer call anybody racist. Okay. Um, when they turn like fifty-eight. You have to stop talking to them about religion. Okay, it's just, I'll, I'll send you my chart. Thank it's you. Not that, that would hard be very vehement. helpful.
0: Um, so after that age, they could say anything illogical, I and I have to shut mm-hmm. the hell up about it. I,
1: it's. I think there's also kind of an element of infantilizing her. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna let her off the hook because she's very, very elderly. Yeah. Is that is that a disrespect in a way because you're infantilizing this woman? Like, oh, she's old. She doesn't know what she's saying i don't know let me let
0: me add one more dimension to this whole story which is that there was a comment on my website Uh i can't verify this but this is what the person said uh this is my grandmother you are mocking i guess they were searching for articles about the story maybe they came across the Uh one that i wrote um her faith she said is incredible she's a kind brilliant generous woman um she's well aware this person said, of the role humans played in her survival. That was the comment from the granddaughter, which again, it's like, I'm sure I, I have no doubt. She's a lovely woman. I'm glad she's okay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that what she said made any sense, at least the way she phrased it. And this is one of the things when you go into surgery, I don't care who you are Mm -hmm. and things turn out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's a horrific accident or something, Mm -hmm. by all means, I'm Go ahead and thank God if you want to thank God. Yeah. But while you're at it, please, in order, like, why don't you give thanks to the doctors first and yeah. the nurses who helped you and the family who was there for you? Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, later on, if you want to say, you know, I'm glad God helped me, too. Like, if you believe in God and you think God has your life planned out for you, God caused that accident, too. Yeah. So it didn't it doesn't I mean, make it's any definitely, sense.
1: definitely like... cognitive Cognitive dissonance of the highest order. But, like, I don't know. Can you tell the things that I really can't get myself riled up over? (laughs) We (laughs) don't
0: even have the box of wine here.
1: (laughs) I've already yelled about, done all my yelling about Mike Pence and my tone policing, and I I can't yell about an old lady. (laughs) Let's go to
0: something totally different. Okay. Um, Here's the question for you. Okay. Who is more afraid of death,
1: atheists
0: or people who are seriously religious, devoutly religious? Let's talk about the devoutly religious.
1: Okay, so... Are they afraid of death? So there's two sides of that, yeah. right? There's the one side of, well, you die, you're going to heaven forever, you're going to see your dog from when you were six, and yeah. your grandma, etc. But also hell?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Is a possibility?
0: Well, if they're devoutly religious, let's assume, and they believe all this stuff...
1: They assume they're going to heaven. They
0: assume they're going to heaven. So
1: I would say... So hell's out of the picture here. Okay. I would say... Poof. Um I would say evangelicals feared death less than atheists. Although as an atheist myself, I don't have a particular fear of death either. Uh no, tell me the answer.
0: The, I mean, this is well, this is let, before I get to the quote-unquote answer. Okay. Uh, you're that's the way most people usually think about it, right? If you're devoutly religious and you know you're going to heaven, mm-hmm. um, barring what's the... What's there to fear? What's there to fear? Yeah, it's like, yeah, death is going to suck, but well, there's something that, better waiting for me on the other side.
1: By that same token, people often talk about like, oh, why do you mourn people who died? They, in your mind, are in a better place, and you'll see them again, so... And that's what they say
0: at their funerals, too, at religious right. funerals, like, they're in a better place. Right. And you're going to see them eventually. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's true. Devoutly religious people Uh do not fear death as much as, like, uh, compared to any other group of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually, the the thinking goes, atheists, because we think there is no afterlife Uh and because we believe this is the only life we have, the thinking is you have so much to fear with death because it is over. But... Researchers recently published a study where they looked at all the different. They did a meta analysis where they looked at a whole bunch of different the studies. Yes, that's exa- I trademark. <laughs> um, they looked at all these different that studies. Been
1: your blog, instead of that would have been atheists. better than Friendly
0: Atheist. The Hammond yeah.
1: meta analysis? That would have so gotten close. old after about two days. <laughs> um,
0: they did a study. They looked at a whole bunch of studies where they studied this. And what they found is that. If you make religion into a spectrum from atheism to devoutly religious, it's an upside down you in terms of fear of death, which is that if you're super religious on the far end of the spectrum, it's a very low fear of death. But if you're an atheist, you also have a very low fear of death.
1: Cool. Now,
0: why is that? Why do you think atheists don't fear
1: death? I mean, I can only speak for myself. And I think it's always hard to talk about atheists as one
0: yeah, we don't all think the same. It's, right. We're it's all different really in that tr- way.
1: Right. That said, so I can speak for, yes, for speak myself. Speak for all atheists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the official mouthpiece of atheists. Um, for me...
0: You just made a lot of misogynists very angry.
1: <laughs> that's fine. That's you can't
0: speak for atheists with that voice. That's
1: literally all I do is make misogynists angry. It's kind of my whole damn... Um, So for me, it's kind of it's sort of the same thing of like being afraid to go to sleep at night. Like you're just unconscious, you're just not there. And I think Christopher Hitchens had a really great quote about. Knowing you're dying, like he's not afraid of death, but it's like you're at a great party and somebody's tapping you on the shoulder, telling you, you have to leave early. Mm. That I can super relate to because I have the worst FOMO in the entire <laughs> world and God forbid I miss a single thing. Right. Um. But yeah, for what's me, the Louis
0: C.K. joke? Like, you're afraid that, uh, I'm going to butcher this too, sorry. <laughs> but it's, you're afraid like life is over or like everything's going to end. It's like, no, the world's going to go yeah, on. You're, you're just, gonna you're going to end. You're not going to be there to experience it. Yeah. Which sucks. But again, why do you think I just, atheists I just, would not?
1: fear death. I guess I just don't know what I would fear because it's not like, oh, I'm going to die and I don't know what's going to happen afterwards or there's some big question mark after my death. Yeah. It's just I die, I lose consciousness and do not regain it.
0: And you know what? That is pretty much what the researchers said. See,
1: I told you I you speak win. for all atheists. You win. You do.
0: And what they said is atheists kind of know that yeah. yeah okay this is going to be it I don't want to die no but yeah and I, I th- know that I'll drift into unconsciousness or that uh, it's just over
1: yeah and I do think that's an important delineation between being afraid of death quote-unquote and like having any sort of like I don't want to die and yeah. it's definitely something I'm not in any way looking for and right. I'm afraid of it in so much of like I don't want to get hit by a car when I walk out of your house and right. like I've got shit I want to do <laughs> I'm gonna get a dog soon I want it um so it's not i guess it's there's a difference between being afraid to die and being afraid of death
0: yeah and, and would you say that's a fair I think alienation? that's totally fair and again those two groups of people the devoutly religious and atheists uh-huh. deep in their hearts they know what's going to happen to them after they die and that's why they don't fear death i mean that's i think cool, actually. i think the there's devoutly romantic religious about that there is and again i think the devoutly religious totally wrong about their conclusions sure. and, and they vice think we're versa wrong. um but when we talk about that upside down you on the spectrum, that means the people in the middle who don't really know what they think about God and the afterlife. It's a big
1: question mark.
0: It is a big question mark. And that's why they have so much fear of death because they don't know what's going to go on after they die. Yeah, We at least it's like, all right, I'll go in the ground. I'll become worm food. I'll do the body world's exhibit. I want to
1: be a tree. Yeah. Have you seen that? They like put you in a pod.
0: I've heard of these things. And you grow into a tree. And what's the Dane Cook joke? Then they'll chop you down and make you a Bible. <laughs> Take cook. that, atheists. Um, <laughs> Why
1: would you bring... Da- that, that bit is like 20 years old. Sorry,
0: my comedy is all 20 years old. You Welcome. You
1: really... You're just <laughs> kind of butchering up comedy that's, here today. That's
0: what I'm here for. It's okay. Only two people are listening. Um <laughs> The, there was a caveat, I should say, to the analysis, which is that it was mostly Americans they looked at when they looked at all these studies. And when they talk, to talk about devoutly religious, they're mostly talking about the big Christianity, uh-huh. uh, uh, Abrahamic religions. So, yeah, I was But say, that said, it still kind of makes sense when you think about that upside oh, down you. it totally youth. makes sense. So, That's
1: kind of interesting. Not, yeah. Not, it's very interesting.
0: Fascinating uh, article that came out. So. um I don't know how much time we want to go, but no. let me ask you about I have this one. Nothing too um, do. I don't Friday know night. if you saw this uh, Netflix movie that came out last Friday. It was about Madeline Murray O'Hare, the founder of American Atheists. My
1: brother texted me and said yeah. I, I should watch it. He hadn't seen it, he just saw a movie about atheists. I was yeah. Like, I just should be involved in that. <laughs> it,
0: uh, I did see it, I saw it on Friday. It was. It was interesting. So the movie—it's called the, the the most hated most
1: hated woman in the world or uh, most hated woman in the country.
0: God, I should. If know only this, you had I? a Google machine in if front of you. If only I had written a review of it. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but so it's about Madeline Murray O'Hare.
0: It's a yes. It's about Madeline Murray O'Hare, the founder, the most hated woman in America. Um she's the founder of American Atheists. She mm-hmm. was an abrasive, outspoken woman in the 60s, which, you know, it's hard enough to abrasive do that now.
1: And outspoken. I know.
0: Um like you'll get shit about doing that now. Yeah. She did it in the late 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. and so it was super intense and she was more or less alone in this fight mm-hmm. against religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the movie isn't a commercial for atheism. Uh-huh. And it it wasn't about atheism. It was about her her And the fact that uh, the storyline is that she did all this stuff, founded American Atheists, went to the Supreme Court to try to get mandatory Christian prayers out of public school and Mm -hmm. won. Um, People hated her. And then I'm not giving anything away here. This is part of the premise of the story. She got murdered. And so did two of her close family members. Mm -hmm. And it was by someone who knew them. It's not, by the way, because she was an atheist, as many people might assume, Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with that. She just got murdered by someone who thought she had a lot of money and wanted it. Uh. Um, What was interesting is after the movie came out, it's always interesting when there's a movie about someone who's famous Mm -hmm. because we can talk to people who knew her. Mm -hmm. And I have talked to people who knew her Mm -hmm. who said, like, yeah, I mean, they're getting so much of the story wrong. And there's a couple ways of looking at this. Um, I actually talked to someone yesterday who worked with her for decades mm-hmm. with Madeline Murray here who said the the premise of the movie that she was kind of stealing money away into secret accounts was just, that's not, it just wasn't that true. wasn't true. That's not what she was doing. Right. And that's a big premise of the movie that she was hiding money for herself. The office worker found out about it uh-huh. and held her ransoms and give me that money. Uh-huh. And when he didn't get what he wanted, there they went. Um, but that wasn't how it played out. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what someone who knew Madeline said, um, would
1: you, is it worth watching?
0: Yes, it is worth watching. If for no other reason than a lot of people are being exposed to atheism through this movie, even though it's not a commercial for atheism. Um, and on the other side, uh, one person I emailed who finally got back to me a couple days after that Mm -hmm. is her son, which is a fascinating story because when she went to the Supreme court to fight the mandatory Christian prayers in public school, Mm She was the mother, uh, she was fighting on behalf of her son who was still in oh, school. So he
1: was the he um,
0: was the plaintiff. Yeah. And she was on the case with him. And that son uh, who was uh he loved his mother growing up and stuff, but he later rebelled in a sense and became a super conservative Christian. And, and he, still? he still is. Wow. And he runs like a right-wing conservative group. Um like any if you if I tell you to imagine like a Breitbart type of conservative website, that's kind of what he runs. So, I asked him if he would reach out. He doesn't really do interviews about his family. He mm-hmm. doesn't like talking about his mother um as I'm sure i could i I sympathize with that yeah. uh, it's a old it's a part of his old life. He's not that anymore, but he did respond and say one thing that really bothered him is that uh his stepbrother, Madeline's other son, uh-huh. who was also one of the people murdered, he gets kind of portrayed in the movie as this dumb ox who kind of just loves his mother goes along with anything. She says Uh like, yes, mother, I will do this for you, mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And he comes off as kind of mentally ill uh, in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And what William Murray, the, the conservative son said is, I thought that was an unfair portrayal of him. Um, He was devout to Madeline. Mm -hmm. uh, And the way I think William phrased it is like, yeah, he, he fell for whatever this thing is. She was selling uh, he was brainwashed by her, I think is how he put it. Mm. But he's like, but he wasn't an idiot. Like yeah. he was just under her spell. But even the son said it was unfair the way they treated my brother. Uh-huh. And um, I don't think they mentioned enough of the bad things about my mother that they should have mentioned. Um, so it was Yikes interesting. I mean, he's, he said uh, that, you know, she was a communist. She was uh, hardcore into communism which doesn't play a role in the film because it doesn't advance that storyline. It's a 90-minute movie. You're not going to get every detail of a biography. Uh, So that one I don't really care much about. But it was interesting to see the two different sides, Mm -hmm. the one that really dislikes her now Mm -hmm. and the one that worked with her personally and knows her personally, uh, offer their opinions on the movie. That said, it was an interesting thing just to watch and to see how they fictional uh, how they made a movie out of something when the details are still in many ways we don't know exactly what happened yeah. how it all happened um so they have to fill in a lot of the blanks as they go along
1: Sure Ooh that's true I cannot imagine watching a movie yeah. about somebody i actually know yeah i never i never met
0: her i actually asked uh or i i heard from dave silverman who's the president of american atheists now who uh, i thought he knew her and he would have some insight and Mm -hmm. what surprised me is he said i didn't join american atheists until after she had disappeared so he never crossed paths with her like when he entered the organization and started working with them Uh it was when they disappeared and no one knew where they were but before everyone found out what happened to them. Oh. So that weird interim period is when he got involved. Um, let me go to a slightly happier topic, which is not happier happy than
1: murder. I can't. Happier
0: than murder. Um, one last story, and I'm I'm bringing this up because it happened today. Um, there is a, we have in our country, this food stamp program. If you're disabled, if you're elderly, you can't work anymore. We can give you food stamps. Is there
1: a Christian against food stamps? Wait for it.
0: Uh, This is a Texas representative, Jody Errington. He was part of a House Agricultural Committee meeting about food stamps. And the argument he wants to make is uh, you should have to do a certain level of work. We need to increase the amount of stuff you got to do to stay on the rolls to get your food stamps. Mm -hmm. And the argument against that is that not everyone can do the sort of work you're asking them to do. Some people are disabled. Some of them have developmental disabilities. Some of them are veterans who literally can't do the sort of things you need. They need help. So it's not like you could say, well, you got to work, I'm making this up, but you've got to work 40 hours a week. Not everyone is capable of doing that, and you can't cut them off of food stamps because of that. But here's what gets me. Jody Arrington, this representative from Texas. Is it
1: Joe D. Arrington?
0: J-O-D-E-Y. Oh, so
1: his Jody. name is Jody.
0: His name is Jody. I
1: thought you were just saying Joe D. Oh, Arrington I'm sorry. really yeah. fast. No, uh, Jody.
0: He said he uh, he quoted, uh, I'm going to quote him directly. Tell
1: this me he quoted Jesus to back this up. Yes. Uh, no. This is
0: what he said to the the guy who was pushing for them to not go crazy with this law. In the scripture, blah, 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 tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10.
1: Thessalonians. Thessalonians. He says, one,
0: right? uh, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's reason a reasonable expectation that we have work requirements. Basically saying the Bible says, if you won't work, you don't get to eat. So therefore, this rule change we want to make is totally justified. That was Arrington's argument for why we should do this. And the response back is, who, one, who cares what the Bible says? And two, you can't just up it because you're interpreting a verse that way. Um, there are people who legitimately cannot work. You can't cut them off. That's horrible. That's like the Meals on Wheels thing. You can't just cut them off. Um, and by the way, a lot of theologians say you're misinterpreting that. Line to Arrington, they're saying when they said, if a man will not work, he shall not eat, they were talking about people capable of working. Mm-hmm. And if you're, like, able to do it and you're not, that's a different story. But anyway, that was that was I, what Arrington said today.
1: I will never understand why wealthy people are so fucking angry that there are people who don't work. Because they
0: think they're giving them handouts and they are going to get dependent on it. And I know that
1: that intellectually. But it just, it's this, I think the issue I see a lot with with kind of people of that ilk is that it's about principle over anything. So you're not working. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we actually need you to work. Do we need this extra body in the workforce? Is the workforce suffering because we don't have this person? (laughs) No. Like, Right. Arguing Someone's going to take
0: that job. You're fine.
1: Right. We don't have like a bunch of work that's getting, it's not getting done because right. so, pe- so many people are lazy. Rather, it is, I can't stand the idea that a person is getting something. And when we say getting something, I'm not saying like this guy isn't getting like a six figure salary. Right. He's not living comfortably. Right. Food He's stamps, arguably, it's not a lot. Barely, like, welfare is not, it, it, anyway.
0: And these are the, the same sh- people, of course, who are totally willing to put twenty-four million people off of health insurance.
1: Exactly that, and then or
0: disproportionately hurting right. poor people.
1: Right, um, and then I think a, a similar thread can be seen when we talk about immigration um, and people talk. So, okay, recently that w- that woman who voted for Trump, her husband was an illegal immigrant. Mm. Do you remember that? There was a story about. There this was a somewhere, story yeah. about that. So, and everybody's very understandably like what the like what's the thing like i never so she voted Wolverine. for trump Vote her for trump. husband's
0: an illegal and, uh, immigrant yeah
1: he immigrated illegally from mexico has kids owns a business is an upstanding member of society
0: and what happened to him
1: uh, he got s- deported
0: and then <laughs>
1: and she was like what what <laughs> And so, in and, and...
0: God, I want to feel sympathy for her. And I know. And part of and me I've, is like, come on. Ugh,
1: my brother keeps trying to talk me into being more sympathetic, and I'm sort of... I don't have a this, heart like that. No, I don't I either. Um, and, A, it's just this thing of like, okay, we keep seeing these people say, oh, my God, I didn't think it would happen to me. And, like, that's all he said he would right. do. That, and does something happen to, have to happen to you personally? Right. To make it a problem, do it's you the have same to have argument, a gay kid? Right, to be pro to be gay pro- marriage. Yeah. Do, do you, you have pl- to? Are you Megan Kelly? Also, do you have a baby, yeah. and you're like, oh shit, women should get maternity leave. <laughs> or do you have a daughter? You're like, oh, maybe guys shouldn't harass women <laughs> right. on the street. Like, oh, oh, now that it affects me personally, now that it's a Jessica problem, maybe we should do something about this. But if it's not something I'm ever going to have to worry about, then what are you worried about it for? Right. Um. And so, and when you you know i troll comment sections and i know i need to stop it's bad for my mental health <laughs> but i can't stop and i'll every time they do an art so uh, there's a ton of articles about this particular woman who is agreed because her her husband was torn away from her fa- i mean it's a sad story she has kids he's a business owner he but in 2000 or something he came over here w- undocumented yeah and I kept seeing in the comments of, well, good. Like, good. He did something wrong. He deserves the punishment. And for some reason I can't, I just don't get that point of view of like, if it's just the principle, it doesn't matter if you've done nothing wrong or if the, 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 you know the board. I keep the the wall to get here. Whether it's emotional, you know, whether it's a physical wall yeah, or like or the paperwork wall, yeah. is so great that people are waiting for years and years and years and years to get here. It, I'm so I'm losing my train. Of, it's just a thing that I find really. I just don't get this idea of like you. You did would think the party wrong, of biblical values would have, have to, some heart. I know, because, I mean, they're eye for an eye, right? Like, it's very much, you did something wrong, you deserve the punishment. It doesn't matter if, like, you didn't actually endanger or hurt somebody. It just matters that you broke a rule and you have to go to jail. (laughs) And it's the same thing about, like, drugs.
0: And by the way, uh, not to cut you off there, but if they care so much about what the Bible says about this, the Gospels in Matthew... Uh, Jesus literally says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. The whole thing about let's judge societies by how we treat the the least of these. Mm -hmm. And that's totally not what they want to do. By the way, Arrington, the guy who's quoting the Bible to take these people, uh, to make these people not get their food stamps, Mm -hmm. uh, he's been married three times like the Bible demands, I guess. So...
1: You know, oh God, the hypocrisy. <laughs> it's sometimes I feel like we do this show, and I, I'm yelling about the same shit over and over. I got
0: one more thing to make you yell, by the way. Oh
1: my God! Done. But but I feel like I ye- yell at same things over and over because it's just the same bullshit packaged differently. It is these these men who have who want to shove their their version morality. of morality <laughs> down my throat but can't even walk the walk in their own right right like these men who are anti like who are trying to pass anti-gay legislators and like sucking guys off in airport bathrooms i don't give a shit like who's i was in one of
0: those bathrooms today where one of the republicans got caught
1: oh did you take a picture
0: uh i d- yes. you
1: did didn't you <laughs> totally did <laughs>
0: I had to Google, like, which bathroom. Oh, hey, it's this one right here. Wait,
1: you went to the actual physical bathroom?
0: Uh, I was in the alleyway outside the, like, the the walkway of the airport. I'm like, that's the one.
1: That's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever Minneapolis, done. Minneapolis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Just for a
0: layover. Um, let me oh, quote God. one more thing to oh, make sure. you angry. Oh, God. Uh, this is to paraphrase a Gabe Ortiz at the Daily Coast. If Republicans were genuinely angry about people wasting taxpayer money because they're able to work but choose not to, you would think they would condemn the president who spends every weekend at a golf course.
1: <gasps> oh, shit. Mic drop. There you go. Can I m- drop this mic?
0: Uh, no, it's expensive.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> And th- again, the cognitive dis- dissonance of people who were on that trump train of like Obama plays so much golf and, blah blah blah, yeah. and like he's bilking the system, and what did I read this right that Trump is on track to spend more money in his first year than Obama did in four or eight. haven't heard it would totally
0: believe it yeah i uh, I'd, need I'd, to I'd see have it, to verify yeah.
1: that. I should do research before these nah. um, and there's still. Or they're saying, oh, well, he's doing work on the golf course. I'm like, what the? <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, and it really makes me think, are these people just fucking racist? <laughs> like, honestly, is that what it is? Is it just these people see a black man on the golf course and, like, think he's bilking people? I don't know. Maybe that's too big a. Stretch. I think <laughs> they would have
0: said it about Hillary. I think they would have said it about any Democratic yeah. president, too. So it's. Uh, as much as as tempting as it is to blame it all on racism of Republicans. No, I think they would have done it to anybody, to which. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not racist, what but if Hillary there's more said, to it.
1: I will never be in a room alone <laughs> with the man unless Bill is there. <laughs> which <laughs> what would happen?
0: Oh, my God.
1: I. Uh, OK, I'm sorry. It, we mean, should
0: it's... probably end it there. Ugh, okay. Um, I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah. We'll do this again because it's nice try to and do vent. This on the regs. I know.
1: I'm sorry. I said on the regs. I didn't mean to. That's all right. I I'll it edit it out. Um.
0: Uh. Yeah. There's so much to vent about. But uh. Hey, if you're listening, God. thank you for listening. We didn't uh, even
1: get to Flynn in Russia.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: That's not really in our wheelhouse, though. I guess. No. You
0: know what's interesting, though, it cha- <laughs> uh, as someone who follows the news. All the time. Uh-huh. At this point, I have no idea what the hell's going on anymore. It changes so quickly. I'm yeah. like, I don't know who knows what and who doesn't and I whatever. Don't I'm trying um, to follow, but good luck. It's um, so much. So yeah, we'll do this again soon because uh, there's a lot of stories popping up and it's it's kind of fun to just yeah, vent. I enjoy it. <laughs> it I would be nice if uh Uh, We always, I should mention, we always do try to either interview or bring on people who disagree with us. Um, Like the invitations do go out, um, but sometimes they just, yeah, they They don't respond. Which
1: is too bad because I enjoy that once in a while. Um, uh,
0: So we'll we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah, we haven't done like
1: a you and me sit down and interview people in a minute. Yeah.
0: What happened well, to that? We'll try to do that soon. Yes, throwback <laughs> yeah. to the first um, hundred
1: and twenty episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, uh if guys. you want to know more, go to friendly uh-huh. and patreon.com slash humanity. Don't
1: look at me like I'm um, gonna know that. Oh, I'm trying to uh, remember the, the, the stuff. <laughs> my, my Etsy shop is uh oh. Get Stitched Done. Thanks. I've gotten a few orders, it's been very nice, and people have been very kind to me on that. Thanks all. Um bye.
0: Bye.